0: This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novos Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovosOrdoWatch.org. That's watch.org.
1: Again, joining us, His Excellency Bishop Donald Sanborn, to give us the follow-on to the discussion we had and what came out as a podcast some time ago about dress code. His Excellency made a lot of allusions to the Sabbath uh, during that episode, and we thought it made, it made sense to to go through some of those things at, at length. And I suppose, Your Excellency, if you could give us a, a sort of 24-hour layout what would a a Sabbath day in in a Catholic family look like from from waking up to to going to bed? Can you give us an outline
0: of Well, let me tell you the story that a priest in Nancy in France told me. An old priest, he's dead now, but this was about 20 20 years ago. Uh, And uh, he said in the 1920s, because he remembered it, this was the way that they observed Sunday in France, in that city, in Nancy you would get up in the morning and go to the low mass at which you would receive Holy Communion. You come back home and you uh, eat breakfast and then you go back again to the church for the solemn mass. Uh, Then you would come back home and there would be a big family meal, a very special meal because it's Sunday. And then you would go back to the church for Vespers at 5 o'clock, benediction then come back home, and then around 8 o'clock, go back to the church for Compline. And even though Vespers and Compline were not obligatory, and even though the solemn mass was not obligatory, uh, they did it anyway. The, the Going to both masses was obligatory up to uh, Urban VIII, uh, which was the 1630s. Mm-hmm. That, that was the the, um, the law, but then uh, that was relaxed. But it kept on in in Catholic piety, and that was that was the Sunday of Catholics. And don't forget, this was at a time when there was not an eight-hour day. This was at a time when there was a six-day work week, and perhaps 10, 12 hours a day, the, the dawn to dusk rule. Uh, this, you know, uh, the, these these things were being observed by Catholics. So the whole day was the Lord's day. The entire day was given to God. And very typically uh, in the afternoon the father of the family would gather the children particularly together and read uh, some spiritual work to them or Lives of the Saints. This was before television and, and all of the other distractions that we have now. Uh, and uh, the, the whole day was given to God. That, that's, so that's the principle is that the whole day must be given to God Uh, by worship, or at the very least by the observance of the laws of the Sabbath, which are uh, that we, of course, worship God, uh, and that we also abstain from the servile work on Sunday and also abstain from public commerce on Sunday. And these things are being dreadfully neglected, even by Catholics who go to the traditional Mass. When you describe this idea of two masses, vespers, Compline, I
1: suppose as a, a, a postmodern Catholic, someone who, who grew up in the Novus Ordo, this this is almost a. It feels like a day of recollection uh, in, 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 yes. in in our part in, in our parlance, because we're not used to this this sort of you know real observance of Sunday. I think, wow, that's that's serious. Two masses, uh, two visits, two, uh two participations in the divine office. Uh, But I suppose that's the point, isn't it, Your Excellency? You're trying to say that uh, if it's a retreat day or a day of recollection, that Sundays should really be divided from the week. It's not just another
0: day. Yes, not at all is it another day. And again, what is the purpose of life? You know, is the purpose of life enjoyment or is the purpose of life merit? And uh, so if it's the Lord's day, then we give it to the Lord. The modern mentality is let's get mass over with as soon as we possibly can so that the whole day will not be shot. Or
1: uh, if you knock it out uh, Saturday evening yes. uh, if you're in the Nova Sorda yes. so you have Sunday completely
0: free. Yes, for, for all sorts of things, especially shopping and uh, golf, uh, football games. Uh, yes can can we
1: discuss that a bit your excellency is there a place for an anticipatory saturday evening mass uh, what what was the origin of that and and how has it been corrupted
0: uh, the only time i ever heard of it before the council was in boston <clears throat> during world war 2 where it was it was so swollen with soldiers who were going over to europe for battle that the churches could not hold all the all the soldiers, so the bishop of the diocese gave the dispensation to go to mass on Saturday night in order to fulfill their obligation. Hmm. So that was a you know very exceptional thing. It, it was just impossible to, to there was not, a, not enough. So it church. wasn't
1: it wasn't so they'd be free to go to the football game, is what you're
0: saying? No, no, it was a concession to necessity, and, and uh, so um, that was the only time I ever heard of it but there is absolutely no reason now to have it except <clears throat> that the Novosorto has become totally sterile with regard to producing their false priests you know their functionaries at the altar let's call them or at the table uh, they have been you know they're sterilized they, they are not producing these priests in sufficient numbers to take care of their people and so they one priest could be the pastor of four parishes It's not uncommon today, and obviously he can't say mass in four places on one Sunday, so he must say the the afternoon mass on saturday uh the uh and you know if that were if that were the reason in a normal situation in the church, you could see it you could say well, like in a mission country or something or eskimos or uh, there's just not enough priests to go around in that area, then you could see another reason for dispensation on that. But uh, this is, uh, it came out at a time when uh, pe- uh, there were plenty of priests. I remember it was a, one of the very early reforms, the Saturday night mass. And the reason for that is to desacralize Sunday. And uh, there was no other reason at the time. Uh, and uh, it was to make religion more convenient. And we see that, that in you know, the way people dress at the Novus Ordo, um, everything is easier and more convenient. Uh, they don't get dressed up at all. Maybe some old-timers do. But uh, the, the people come sometimes in shorts. They come in all sorts of ugly clothing and you know, very casual clothing as something you would, wouldn't even wear to a barbecue. There is no idea of a transcendent God whom you must adore. Those things are very indicative of what's going on in the minds of people. The reason why you get dressed up for church is because you present yourself before the divine majesty. Just as if you were invited to the White House, you would get dressed up. You wouldn't go in a pair of, of, you know, in a a sweatshirt and and shorts. You'd say, oh, I can't present myself at the White House that way. And so also, you go before the divine majesty. So you put on the best thing you have. But because Lenovo Sorto has destroyed the idea of a transcendent and majestic God mm-hmm. and has made God, as I always say, one of the guys. So you go in, in a, a come as you are outfit, you know, whatever you, you can manage to pull out of your closet, with no regard for the majesty of God.
1: We're off the floor, you know. Y- yes. Putting in the that's yes. a bit formal, uh, <laughs> the... So you uh, obviously we, we we talked about dress in that in that previous episode, but you alluded to sports on Sunday, either participating in sports because little Johnny is in a, is in a league or watching sports because little Johnny loves whoever the, the yes. local football team is, and then shopping. So can we address those points specifically? Yes. And and what have you observed uh, in your travels and in your ministrations as as a as a cleric? Or over these, these last decades? I suppose in the United States, but maybe you've seen it in other
0: countries as well. Uh, yes, a, a general degradation of the observance of Sundays, even among traditional Catholics. They are infected by the modern world. Uh, the, first of all, sports. Unfortunately, there is no strict prohibition of doing major sports events on Sundays, but there ought to be. And it is mentioned in the older books as a violation of Sundays, but as a as an opinion of theologians, which is strong, uh, the the uh, the reason is obvious. And I'm talking about major sports events. I'm not talking about you know uh, playing volleyball in your backyard. Uh, I'm talking about a, a major sports event such as baseball games, football games, all of the things that happen on Sunday uh, typically, uh, they are a big distraction, uh, there's n- nothing wrong with them in themselves, although that, that would, although that would be a whole other show, okay, and to talk about that, but, uh, considered in itself, there's nothing wrong with a major sports event, obviously, but it is a distraction from Sunday, uh, and, and therefore, it, it should be prohibited on Sunday, See the major sports event came very gradually. People got interested in in big sports around the turn of the century, the, the coming of the Olympics uh, around 1900. Uh, the the gradually, little by little, and as the media progressed too, this mania for sports progressed, uh, and now it's it's to the point of an obsession. Uh, and so, to to exercise this obsession on Sunday is something which is distracting to the purpose of Sunday. And it ought to be suppressed. It ought to be made a sin. Uh, because uh, it certainly has all of the trappings of sin. But unfortunately, it has. there's no law governing it that I know of. So you have a very simple answer to Johnny's parents, who who, uh, who say,
1: "Well, Your Excellency, he, Johnny is playing in a tournament this weekend. He he he. Not only uh, can we not keep the Sabbath holy, but we we might have to miss Mass." Yes. You have a very simple answer
0: to that. Yes, it's a mortal sin. <laughs> the, the, uh, it is such a so that's uh,
1: not an excused absence, then.
0: No, no. I had a man come to me uh, uh, in, in California who said that uh, he was going to be away from mass the following week because of the indianapolis 500 and i said you can't miss mass because of the indianapolis 500 well he said i have to miss mass and he never came back again because i told him that that was not a legitimate excuse to miss mass i was
1: say it was a hard saying or he, he <laughs> yes. went away sad for he had many racing cars that he wished to see yes.
0: <laughs> and that's a whole other show is is racing but that
1: we won't talk about that. Much. Well, I, th- I I think uh, obviously, yours. We can we can do a, a, a follow up episode on on sports in general. But it is, and uh, I confess, you know, uh, and i've 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 had it I've had it I've been rebuked more than once. It's it's something I have an attachment to to, to to world football, not not American football. But I've I've tried to get better about it and not being as attached to it because it is it is a. Uh, as you've said, a substitute religion, but it's something that is a, a really a, a, a waste. In so far as it may be nice to, to recreate and, and to observe it, but to, the the energy that's put yes. in, if people could take one tenth of that energy yes. that they put into following their team and wearing jerseys yes. and and discussing, well, how about the game, etc. Yes. They take a tenth of that, put it into study, put it into prayer, put it into sacrifice. Yes, you know, the world would be fine.
0: Yes, we wouldn't have the problems we have. But no we put true. it all into sports. It's it's all that. Aspect of a worldly life and worldly enjoyment as the purpose of life, it it is all wrapped up into the same thing. It's only a game, just like poker is only a game, or solitaire is only a game. And no matter, you know, how exciting it may be or or whatever you want to say about it, it, it has no real effect on human life. It, it, who wins the game? It, it, it is. <laughs> the the, the two-word the two reply
1: of Bishop Sandborn to this is "Who cares? <laughs> who cares?" I've heard it. I've heard it enough in sermons to know this is exactly what comes next. Um, <laughs> I don't care, <laughs> or I don't care. Right? <laughs> yes. Who? How about how about how about the, that team? Who cares? Yes. Um, the the. The, the thing is, too, Your Excellency, you're talking about Sunday as this, this sort of radiant event. Uh, uh, I think those of, those of us who have a, a, an attachment to, shall so we say, meat or uh, uh, red meat, as Friday approaches, there's this sort of radiant
0: awareness that I will not be able to have bacon tomorrow. Yes, and in the past, Saturday was a day of fast. Mm. So you, you would fast for Sunday.
1: And that's that radiant awareness of Sunday, that yes. Sunday's approaching. And I, I was going to use that to discuss the, the next uh, subtopic, which is shopping. When, I, when it's Saturday, I think to myself, ah, I can't go shopping tomorrow. I'm going to need to run out and get this now because I can't. Yes. So that, that prohibition in our mind, you're. See how strong should that be about Sunday shopping and,
0: and what we can buy, what we can't buy? Well, in principle, all public commerce is forbidden. Uh, there are a few exceptions. Uh, that uh, Perishable items, such as flowers or milk, bread, things that are commonly bought every day or almost every day, are permitted. So uh, little shops that would, might sell those things are, are legitimately open, something you would run out and get because you're out of it. Those are legitimately open on those days, and you may get those perishable items. Uh, what is forbidden is the uh, big supermarket, the uh, of course the shopping malls, uh, the uh, everything that is selling something that you could get any other day. Now, suppose you needed milk. Can you go to the supermarket and get it? Yes, you can. But you can't say, well, while I'm here, I'll load up the, the cart... <laughs> and look, there's some chips over there, too. <laughs> right. You know, and, oh, I, I need this. And, and no. You can run in and get a, a quarter milk or, a, you know, whatever you have to get. But uh, that's it. Uh, and that's, you know, the Sunday is should be very strictly observed. Uh, it is a commandment of God. It is part of our adoration of God. And people don't take it seriously. Uh, they often... Uh, uh, very often they go to the mall they they go shopping it's something to do on Sunday it's a form of entertainment and uh, it, it's uh, it's practical because in many cases the women are working there's a two income home and they can't do it any other time and and so that you know we have Sunday afternoon and Let's go to there's a sale at the furniture store or something. Yeah. It's the world's,
1: consumerism is the world's answer <coughs> to, to boredom. Right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm bored, so I'm going to go shop. I'm going to go spend some money that I don't have.
0: When I was growing up, everything was closed, including drugstores. I remember my father, there was uh, some medicine that he needed, or, or I think maybe my grandfather needed. Somebody needed medicine badly on Sunday. We had to call and call and call for a drugstore. That was open on Sunday because everything was closed. Well, you we had my, to go many miles to find it. I might run you, Your Excellency, you're here in France at the
1: moment and uh, for its many failings, the, the remnants of Christendom still forbid there's what in a neighborhood the five drug stores take a rotating turn. One of them is open on Sunday. Uh, and it's posted who will be open that Sunday. But the bakeries are closed. Some, if they are, they're only open till 2. So I take great consolation in the fact that you're culturally reinforced. You say that culture is the great teacher of minds. Well, the culture in a lot of European countries still teaches you Sunday is not a real busy day. Everything's closed. You walk around, everything's closed everywhere, mm-hmm. unless you go to one of these sort of great shopping areas. Mm-hmm. And that reminds people, even if they're godless, that today's a different day yes, than every it does, other day. Yes, at least
0: that. They
1: probably close for godless reasons, though. Well, it's, it's enshrined in Leisure. the law. It's, yes. it's one of these things that, you know, you still look at yes. the, the law has stated. Yes. Uh, or they, they, they don't know that, uh, you know, why are we closed for Pentecost or why are we closed for Ascension Thursday? Yes. Uh,
0: it, it, it's one of those uh, unknowing things. It's like in Michigan, you cannot have alcohol in a restaurant before 12 noon. However, you could have an abortion before 12 noon. <laughs> Goodness. All right, but you cannot have a glass of, you know, a, a glass of wine, white wine before 12 noon. But that was a Sunday law, mm. what, Now, in our trad ecosystem, Your
1: Excellency, you obviously have people driving many miles to, to come to Mass, so they might, they might go out to a meal uh, after after Mass, or they may, this, these are the only Catholic friends they have, and so they might say, after Mass, let's go get a meal. But I guess my question is, ordinarily speaking, it, within Christendom, we really wouldn't go out to a meal
0: after Mass because we wouldn't want those places to be open on a Sunday? Mm, the, the uh, anything that has to do with travel, hospitals, police, fire... Uh, all of those things, hotels, you can't tell all of the people in the hotel to go out on the street on Saturday night. Right. People have to work on Sundays. Uh, the church is reasonable. And so a- anything that has to do with travel, and especially in this age where people are traveling a lot, and they cross, for example, if you were to, to fly Saturday night from New York to Paris, you would arrive Sunday morning. And the church would adapt to that, that there has to be services to people that are traveling. So it's not in any way considered to be against the Sunday. That's not considered p- commerce. See, to to make uh, to to accommodate travelers, so that restaurants operate on Sunday is not against the law, uh, and that hospitals operate on Sunday, for example. And, and there's a lot of people that have to go to work on Sunday just to keep life in order, mm. uh, and uh, and you know crossing date lines and you know it's much different from what it was in the 18th century for example and the church is not blind to that and it adapts to those things sure and these days even you know you have the bomb sniffing dogs have to
1: work on Sundays they have (laughs) to be working all the time The uh, I want to go back to it is Easter tide, so the the old the the uh, old man in me is saying it's time to rejoice and celebrate. But I suppose I'm hoping the new man reminds me that penance is still important. You I'm,
0: just had a birthday, so you're pretty old. <laughs> this
1: is true. This is true. <laughs> the, I want to I want to go back to your idea of fasting on Saturday. Can you talk a little bit about the old discipline? And can you? Uh, explain how Catholic families might observe this. Obviously, there's not an obligation,
0: but I always feel the older disciplines are better than the relaxed disciplines. Yes, the uh, Wednesday was a day of abstinence, uh, and Saturday was at least a day of fast, and I think partial abstinence, uh, in the 19th century. Uh, I remember my aunt used to observe it. She was born in around 1910 in Ireland. And she observed it right to the last day of her life in 1990, Uh, the uh, those abstinences and uh, but Saturday was uh, a day of penance and you know the penances were gradually relaxed with time. So would it have been the whole day or would it have been afternoon as you are getting closer to? The
1: whole day. Okay.
0: First Vespers doesn't let you off the hook in penances.
1: Well, uh, so you want to, um, some of our listeners may not understand the distinction between 1st Vespers and 2nd Vespers. Yes,
0: 1st Vespers occurs on the day before the feast or Sunday, uh, around 5 o'clock, as the beginning of the feast. So the altar is changed into the color of the feast, and liturgically the feast has begun. But as I said, it doesn't do you any good for fasting and abstinence. You go right till midnight on that. <laughs> you can rejoice interiorly all you want, but... It doesn't help you at the table. So I want to go back to the beginning of this
1: conversation. And people, I can, I can see the crossed arms now and say, well, that's all well and good for His Excellency to talk about going to two Masses on Sunday. We don't even get one mass, one mass a month. So what are we supposed to do all day? We're just supposed to sit in and read Lives of the Saints? Is that what His Excellency is saying?
0: Well, at least uh, you should... I'm pointing out these things to, in a way shake up our listeners to realize what we have lost, and that our culture dictates to us a a, a complete repudiation of the sanctification of Sunday, and that at least we should come back to what is required by law, and that is uh, that we go to Mass on Sunday where we have the possibility, many do not. And they should only go to a mass that is pleasing to God, so no una cum mass or anything that is in in union with the modernists. And they should observe the laws concerning um, no servile work, which is perhaps another uh, podcast that we could do, and also uh, public commerce, that they should at least do that. And that they should observe the spirit of Sunday, at least in refraining from the Super Bowl and other major events. That they should not let their children participate in major sports events. We couldn't even play on the street on Sunday for reason that it would disturb the peace of the neighborhood. And that was just a custom. That was not a law. It was a custom that on S- Sunday is a special day. It's special by the way you dress, special by the way you eat, special by the way that you you um, refrain from certain things. I can't do that today because it's Sunday. It's, it's, I can't wash my car. I can't mow the lawn. It's Sunday. I can't go shopping. It's Sunday. It, it is restrictive. And the the day turns into a special day by doing those things. So I would urge them at least to... To see the spirit of that. They are not obliged to fast on Saturday or anything like that. But I'm just pointing out those things as the old custom that generated the culture that we once had of a special Sunday
1: as as far as activities for family uh fathers could take some time to study on their own or they could they could teach uh some things to their children yes, uh yes. the children could be engaged in activities that are related to the liturgical season yes but really needs to be a day of focus a special yes. that obviously it's not the only day of the week that you would maybe study doctrine or, or or learn these things but it is a special day of the week that you definitely should be doing it
0: yes it it, it, the idea is to make it a special day, a special religious day. That should be the culture of the family. To repudiate the, the modern culture, which makes it just another day. A day for business, a day for uh, distracting uh, recreations. Uh, it has to be a special religious day. So the children, children are impressed by that. They grow up and say, oh yes, Dad took us aside for 30 minutes on Sunday and always read to us the lives of the saints. That's what we did on Sunday. That makes such a deep impression in them. And we always got dressed up for Sunday. And we never played on Sunday. I remember those things myself. You know, there, there was, it makes a deep impression. Children are impressed deeply by anything you do, good or bad. They're impressed deeply. They're like clay. And so Once you turn into a late teenager, it's finished you've been already in the oven and you come out hard. Mm. You know? so, but those small children remember those things. And you mentioned getting dressed up.
1: So even for those of our listeners who have a mass once a month, you would encourage them to maybe get dressed up. Uh, however, the family observance, they may say the, they may pray the mass together. They, they, may, they may say prayers. You would say as yeah, so a family
0: up rosary, uh, yes, they should uh, dress up and gather around maybe a little shrine in their home and say the rosary. They're not strictly obliged to. Some think that if you can't go to Mass, you must say the Rosary. Uh, you're not strictly obliged to. You only miss Mass when you have a Mass to miss. And there is no other obligation uh, with regard to that. But it is highly recommended so that the day just doesn't become another Saturday. That you, you, you make a, an observance of, of worship of God on Sunday. And obviously, you're talking about these 52 Sundays, but would
1: everything that we've said today apply to a holy day of obligation? Yes, as well? the
0: holy days of obligation have all of the same rules. Obviously,
1: maybe we, we wouldn't have any sort of rejoicing on, on All Souls Day or something like that. That's not a holy
0: day of obligation. Right? It's only a, an ordinary observance. I mean, it's right. it not, nothing to do with it. No.
1: All right, Your Excellency, well, thank you for bringing home these lessons about uh, Sundays and how we may restore them and restore the the spirit and celebration of them and observance within our Catholic lives. And we will probably return to some of the themes that you spoke about, maybe uh, sports as well. Although I, I tell people, if you listen to enough of Bishop Sanborn's sermons, you'll, you'll see this, this disdain of the religion of modern sport uh, come out frequently. And I think it's simply because you've had so much experience dealing
0: with people, as you had mentioned, this Indianapolis 500 case. It's yes, really unbelievable. Yes, but I just see the, the sports mania, and it's a terrible distraction to, to everything that's important in life. So remember His Excellency's
1: answer uh, to who won that game last night. The answer is, who cares?
0: How will that affect life 10 years from now? Thank you so much for your time, Your Excellency.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We want to remind you that Clerical Conversations is a production of member-supported Restoration Radio. All rights are reserved, and any duplication without explicit written permission is forbidden. To obtain permission, please write to mail, mail at truerestoration.org. If you have any questions for His Excellency or feedback on this episode, please contact us at mail, M-A-I-L, at truerestoration.org, and we will pass along your questions or comments to His Excellency. All of us here at member-supported Restoration Radio hope that you found this show to be informative, helpful, and beneficial to you and to your faith. In return, please think of offering a Mass, a Rosary, or even a simple Ave for our work the next time you pray. For the Restoration, I am Stephen Heiner. May God bless you.
0: This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to novusordowatch.org. That's novusordowatch.org.